Hello ladies, my name is Jamera and I want to warmly, so warmly, welcome you to Sisters Keeper Podcast. Listen, this podcast exists to help girls and women just like you to discover their identity and their purpose through God, through his word, and through life experiences. Listen, all the while, while we're doing that, discovering identity and purpose, I'm also going to be encouraging you and empowering you to change the world. Listen, I am devoted, I'm committed, and I'm excited to be my sister's keeper. We need you, sis. So let's go. What's up, everyone? Listen, like I said in the intro, my name is Jamera, and I am so glad that you're here listening and watching, um, whichever way you're listening and watching this. Um, big shout out to whatever podcast platform and also YouTube that um, you're watching on. And so I'm super excited. I'm super ready to go ahead and dive into this. Um, I got my iPad ready with my notes. So if you see me looking down and I look like I'm super focused and trying to read, it's because I am. <laughs> I'm reading my notes. But that's neither here nor there. So let's go ahead and get it cracking. Let's get it popping. I'm excited. I know you're excited. If you click play, you're obviously ready. And so I'm not going to prolong the time any longer. So let's get going. Hope you got your Bibles ready. If not, get you one because we're going to be in the Bible, baby. They say be about your money, but also be about the Bible. <laughs> so we are going in and we are going to be reading the word because that is where our transformation is going to come. That's where we're going to find our identity. That's where we're going to find our purpose. And that is the goal of this podcast. And so let's dive in. I'm starting in Genesis. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. So if you flip all the way to Revelation, you've gone way too far. It's time to go back, flip some pages backwards, and you'll be right there. So let's get it going. Um, Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 through 29. is a story about Jacob's name being changed. So Jacob was left alone and a man came and wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he had not prevailed against Jacob, he touched his hip joint and Jacob's hip was dislocated and he wrestled with him. Then he said, let me go for day is breaking. That's angel talking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you declare a blessing on me. So he asked him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. This is this is so good. I'm sorry. Y'all going to hear me do that a lot throughout this podcast. So when I do it, just know I'm getting super excited, super happy. My spirit is leaping. Um, And he said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Then Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he said, why is it that you asked my name? And he declared a blessing of covenant promises on Jacob there. Can we just take a pause for the calls right there? Listen, that is already meaty enough. I could just cut the camera off right now. But I'm not going to do that because that would have been a waste of your time. Um, So we're going to get into the message. (laughs) We're going to get into this. This It's so good. So, you know, if you're like me, meaning a human, Throughout your walk, throughout our walk with Christ, there are many times where we find ourselves wrestling with God. Um, I know that sounds crazy and it, you can't process what is that? How do you wrestle with God? Jamara, that literally makes no sense. Well, let me show you a few ways. Uh, I, for one, for example, have wrestled with God 
when it came to my identity, when it came to the purpose he had for me, when it came down to uh, where I was going to live, when it came down to um, the blessings that he wanted to give me, but I was refusing because I didn't feel good enough. When it comes down to security and identity in him, well, I already said identity, but when it comes to uh, just being safe in his presence, when it comes to worshiping, when it comes to um, wanting to be in his presence, when it comes to accepting his goodness, when it comes to um, his provision, his deliverance, his power, his his uh, his healing, his rescue, his redemption, all these things and more I have wrestled with. And I'm sure that you can relate to something. Even if it wasn't any of these that I named, I know as a child of God, you've wrestled at some point. And if not, just know that there will be a day where you and God have a tussle. Um, so obviously I would have wrestled with him because I wanted him to change his mind, but he never did. Um, the Bible literally says, I mean, you the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I'm so glad that his purpose for my life prevailed over my plans because things that I thought I wanted, things that I was super excited for, uh, that I thought would be best for me. God said, yeah, um, no. I love where your head's at. <laughs> I appreciate your creativity, but I think I have something better for you. You just got to trust me. Um, and that's what I had to do. I had to submit um, under his mighty hand. I had to humble myself and he's the one that was going to exalt me. And so that's where we are now under his hand, but also being exalted at the same time. And so I'm grateful to be in this point. Uh, but it took me a while to get here. I, like I said, I wrestled, um, I tarried, I prayed and prayed that, you know, what he wanted for me would not be that. I wanted something else. I thought I wanted better than what he thought was best for me, but he knew, he knew the whole time. So if you're out there and you're wrestling against the will of the father, just go ahead and submit because at the end of the day, he's gonna win he's never lost the battle and he definitely won't start with with you um he won't start with me either we're not powerful enough which can be discouraging to some people but if you think about it it's very encouraging he can't lose a battle um he's undefeated and so to continue um like i said there are many ways that i thought my life should have went um but I didn't go that way. These are ways that I thought would make me happy. These are ways that I thought would bring me joy, uh, peace, love, all these kinds of things. But mm, not so. thought these things would serve me. The lifestyles would serve me. Um, but it's not the case. Um, my responsibility, one of my responsibilities was to present myself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And the way that I wanted to live at one point was neither one of those things. And so God had to snatch that away. And like I said, I'm glad that he did. Um, Cause if not, I wouldn't be sitting right here. Um, Tim Ross, I don't know if y'all know him, but he has an amazing podcast. Big shout out to the basement. Um, I pray to be on there one day. So Tim, if you ever watch this, please hit your girl up. I'm excited about it. Um, but he says something like this, obeying God won't always make you happy. Ugh. Quick pause for the cause on that one. 
It won't always make you happy, but I can guarantee you, you can be content and you can have joy with being obedient to Christ. Um, You can have peace with being obedient to Christ, but it definitely will not always make you happy. That is for sure. And it won't always be easy either. Um, I think a lot of people accept this walk with Christ thinking that, oh, I'm going to be so happy all the time. This is going to be good for me all the time. Like I'm always going to be excited. I'm always going to be amped. that is a bit superficial. Um, it's not always cupcakes and 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 rainbows and unicorns and happiness over here on this side with Christ. However, it is safe, and so I would choose it over anything. Um, one of the things that we wrestle with in the kingdom is the culture. Kingdom and culture are two different things. Um, the kingdom itself is a culture, but the culture of the world is completely opposite from it. So the culture will tell you do what makes you happy um follow your heart uh get it on your own you don't have to worry about anybody else Uh, this is all about you it's all about me 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 forget the rest of them be selfish you there is a level of selfishness selfishness you can have that is okay but to always be selfish is not good for you or anybody else so don't actually be selfish um, there are things that like I said that are okay like there are sometimes you have to be selfish with uh, with your time um, it's okay to prioritize yourself above others in that sense um, you need time alone you need time with God you need time to yourself to do things and to create and to develop and to to grow um, time to read your word and things like that so in that sense selfishness is okay um, but not caring about other people or not uh, being willing to uh, ex- to the Bible talks about this. I'm trying to think of the exact verse, but it's not coming to me. It just talks about basically just putting others above yourself, val- valuing others or esteeming esteeming others higher than yourself. Um, so that is the thing as well, and that is clearly against what the culture says. Uh, it's culture is put yourself first, put yourself first. This is all about you. Um, when in all actuality, in the body of Christ, it's all about other people. It's all about um, the souls that we are to reach. And so, yeah, they want humanity seeks for happiness and contentment and in worldly things in a carnally minded way, which is totally expected. Um, and in the kingdom, our ways are a little bit different. Um, so we got to roll with that. We have to be OK with that. We have to be content with that. Um, and if you're not, if there's ever a point where we're not, the safest place to go is to God, to our Father, and say, you know what, Lord, I don't really understand this. And he will give you the wisdom um, to understand it better. He'll give you uh, an insight on what it means to do these things that are against what the culture says, what the world says. Um, and don't so don't shy away from that. You should always ask him, like, Okay, God, you said this, but they're saying that. So, which, well, how does that, how does that make sense? Um, you know what I'm saying? So, there's always a, a, uh, a clashing of the two, kingdom and culture. It'll never be like this. We will always, <laughs> we'll always miss. Um, which is a good thing. God is holy. We're to be holy, um, just like Him. So, that's good to keep in mind. Um, one of the things I want to point out in these verses that I read is how Jacob was alone when the angel um, encountered him. And so a lot of times we like to 
have these encounters with God that are in front of people or in public areas. Um, but he, it was in private. It was in a secret place. It was, he got by himself and was like, okay, like, Lord, I need something from you. And I, I want you to see that I am alone. I'm by myself. So I don't know what I need to do, but I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Um, how hungry does someone have to be for God to, I mean, how hungry for God does someone have to be to hold on desperately wanting and waiting and, and not letting go until God blesses them. Um, sometimes God won't bless us publicly until we get to our secret place privately. Um, I'll say that again. Sometimes God won't bless us publicly until we get to our secret place privately I know sometimes a secret place can be, um, it can be scary. It can be, uh, it can be almost, um, an anxious, anxiety filled place. You don't know what to say. You don't really know what to talk to God about. Um, but keep showing up to the secret place. Keep going to him. Keep sitting at his feet. Keep gleaming from him. Keep learning from him. Keep asking him questions. Um, He will answer you. You are his child and he loves you as his daughter, as his princess. Um, You have that right. When you said yes to Jesus and you put your faith in him, you have the same access that Jesus has to the father. Isn't that amazing? I think it's, I think it's pretty dope. Um, and so Obviously, I don't know everyone I'm about to name's private life with God. I don't know what their secret place looked like. I don't know what their prayer life looked like. Um, But what I do know is that they had an encounter with God that changed their identity or it actually revealed their identity to them. So verse 27, the angel asks Jacob, what is your name? Now, obviously God knows the answer to every question he asks us, but any time that he asks us a question is usually for us. We serve an all-knowing God, nothing to him catches him by surprise or off guard. Like he legit knows it all. He is omniscient, and so that means he's all-knowing. There's nothing that we can present to him. There's nothing that he can ask us that he doesn't already know the answer to. So God is funny like that. He'd be wanting us to really see it within ourselves. Um he's not really looking for the revelation. He is the revelation. (laughs) So, um, God already knew who these people I'm about to name. He already knew who they were because he created them. He created us. He already knows who you are. He already knew who I was, uh, before I was even thought of before the world even came about. He finished my life before all of this even got started. And so he did the same thing for you. So I'm going to name a few people and I'm going to talk about their identities before their encounter with God, um, or one of their encounters with God, um, and when their name changed to, so Abram, whose name, that name meant exalted father, his name changed to Abraham, which became father of the multitude, um, Sarai or Sarah, if that's wrong, go ahead and correct me there, I don't, I don't mind being wrong, uh, which means princess to her people, to her people, now that's just Israelites. So it changed to Sarah, princess to all people. And Jacob went to Israel. Uh, David went from shepherd boy to a king. Um, Hadassah went to Esther. Simon to Peter. Saul to Paul. The woman with the issue of blood went from unclean to whole. 
Um, some of us have gone from brokenhearted to healed. Some of us have gone from lost to found. Some of us from re rebellious to redeemed. Some of us from rebellious, I mean, religious to radical revivalist. Some of us from, uh, from porn addict to free. Some of us from having five husbands to evangelist. Some of us from sinner, well, actually all of us from sinner to saved. Some of us from orphaned, orphan to daughter. Um, our minds can go from depressed to joyful, from anxious to peaceful, from suicidal to abundant life. So whenever you are in Christ, there's always a transformation that happens after you encounter him. Um, we should never encounter God and still be the exact same person who, that we were before we entered into his presence. Um, Jacob, when he was went in as Jacob, he came out as Israel. So we should have that same exchange, no matter what it is. If you went from being broke and having no money in, before you went into his presence and he gave you revelation on how to make it, now you're rich. So you can't no longer claim, oh, I'm broke. Like, no, you have an abundance of wealth. And so you have to start speaking that new name over yourself. You have to start remembering, like, okay, no, that's not me anymore. Um, so for me personally, this is where it gets fun. I'm talking about myself. And I don't really like to talk about myself. If you know me, you know that um, I am more of a person who focuses on everybody else and what they have going on. But we're working on it. We're working on it. I think this podcast is going to help me with that. But to be vulnerable with you all. So my name went from Jay to Jamera. Um, now, for some of you who met me as Jay, uh, I was... In an interesting place in my life when I was going by the nickname Jay. So I used to tell people, um, call me Miss Jay, Coach Jay, uh, call me just just Jay. Um, I would say, my name is Jamara, but you can just call me Jay because it just felt easier. It was easier for them to say. It was easier for everybody. You can't mess it up, Jay. Um, but then it got to a point where Jay turned into this girl who was lost, who was uh, into things that she shouldn't have been into, lifestyles of sin that she had no business in. And so that was a form of life that was pl pleasing to to me um, as Jay. And so now there are actually a couple of people who still call me Jay, and I know their hearts, so they're not connecting it with that old way of life, which is fine. Um, but who I am today is Jumeirah. Um, and um, it brings me great joy to say that because if you knew all the things that I did under the identity J compared to who I am today, who I am now, you would be like, wow, Jumeirah, you have grown tremendously. And I would say it's the grace of God. Um, this is none of my doing. This is all him. The transformation that's happened is because of him. He he took my heart of stone and turned it to a heart of flesh. Um, and I've been saved the majority of my life, but I haven't always lived that way. I haven't always... Uh, I wasn't always proud to be a Christian. And it's, now, when I say that, I don't mean I was denying Christ. But in a sense, I was because, um, you know, I would do things that engage in things that literally was not a good look for me. And I wasn't representing Christ nor the kingdom well. And so I just, yeah, when I moved back home, 
Um, and I'll tell that story of why I had to come back home. I'll tell that at a later date. But when I moved back home, the, that's one of the things that the Lord did was change my name. Um, it was already Jamira, obviously, but I took it upon myself for me to tell people, hey, just just call me Jay. It's fine. Um, but that's not me anymore. I'm not her anymore. This is new. All old things have passed away. I have been made new. Um, another thing that's actually really funny is that this is my second go round with the podcast. And so my first podcast was actually called Jesus Talk with Jay. Um, but obviously I couldn't bring that back under that identity. The name had to change. So now it is a name, Sisters Keeper Podcast. And now we're here and now we're podcasting. We're living life well. The joy of the Lord has been my strength. Um, and it's just, it just feels good. I feel lighter. I feel better. I'm not living up to false expectations. I'm not doing things that I don't agree with in a sense. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to be somebody that I truly never was. Um, and so this feels good. This feels right. This feels safe. This feels better. Um, God has blessed me tremendously and I can never take that away from him. And so, yeah, in the in the three years that I was silent, so I started Jesus Talk with Jay in 2020. Um, everybody remembers how crazy 2020 was. Um, the podcast I thought was for people, but honestly, it really was for me. It was for me getting through that time of um, trying to figure out COVID and all the things. Anxiety's high. Everybody's stressed. Everybody's depressed. Everybody's just going through something mentally. Um people are getting sick, people are dying, and all these kinds of things. And so me being the encourager that I am, felt the need to uplift people through podcasts. Uh, I used to do stuff like go live on Facebook or post Facebook statuses with jokes. Like, <laughs> it would be a whole thing. Like, I was just, we were all just out here trying to make it. Um, COVID was a really scary time for everyone. Um, and so that's why Jesus Talk with Jay, it was a hit for me back then. Um, but this podcast is different. I feel more purposeful in this podcast. I feel like God has breathed on it um, and is breathing on it and that he wants to do something special with it for his daughters. Um, I'm all about the daughters of God. I believe that they're so necessary. And if they weren't, I don't think that Jesus would have talked to them first when he came back from the dead. And it was like, go tell everybody, go tell the disciples, the other disciples that I'm actually, I'm back. I, I decided to come back. <laughs> so he came back and he told women first. Um, not only that, but Mary uh, was a woman who carried the word. She carried Jesus. He's the word. And so that in itself is like, okay, God values women, obviously. And so it's just amazing. God is amazing. I'm always amazed at what he's doing, what he's done, and also what he's getting ready to do. It's going to be fascinating and amazing. Not just for me, though, but also for you. Um, if your name hasn't changed already, it most certainly will. And I'm going to pray for you at the end of this. And God is going to change your life. Um, I believe that for you. I've been praying for you. Um, and I'm excited for what God is going to do in your life. I'm excited for how he's going to transform you and how he's going to cause your name to change if he hasn't already done that. And so let's keep going. Let's keep going. This is good. Hopefully y'all are enjoying it. Um, so in 2022, the Lord had to touch me at the hip because I kept running and warring against my true identity in him. 
Um, I had no choice but to go low and surrender. I had to succumb to the safety of his sovereignty. Jesus, I had to succumb to the safety of his sovereignty. Some of us have been so afraid to just lose control and let him have control. Um, We've been holding on to it for so long, but God is truly sovereign. Um, And in his sovereignty is the best place that we could be. It's safe there. It's warm there. It's it's, we're protected there. Um, the Bible says that the righteous run in to his name and we are declared safe. Um, his name is a strong tower. And so when we're in his will, when we're in his safety, when we're under his sovereignty, all the things work together. Um, but if we're outside of his will, outside of what he wants to do for us, then sometimes we got to figure out on our own. And listen, I can't do that. I don't have it to figure it out on my own. So I need him. I need my father. I need my daddy. Um, and so, yeah, I, I um, had to hearken to his voice without hardening my heart. Um, I won't go, to, go into all the details yet, but I will say... Um, he was definitely doing a work in me um, during the three years that I wasn't podcasting. Um, I've grown, I've developed, I've healed in some areas, I've become whole in some areas, and so it, it, it's been it's been good. It's been a good three years of silence as far as podcasting goes, and so um, after I moved back home, I was actually telling a little bit of a story, but after I moved back home last year, um, he changed my name um, back to who I always was. Like I said. I was telling people to call me Jay, um, and he switched it and said, no, like, you're Jamera, and I need you to go by that now and be okay with that. Um, You're not her anymore. You're not Jay anymore. I know you had fun with that name and that identity. That's not who you are. And so I've had to let Jay go. She was fun. She was cool. Uh, But Jamera is so much better, so much healthier, um, so much wiser, so much stronger, so much um, more powerful, uh, and so Jamera is who I am, um, I'm not sure what your name is, I'm not sure what your name was, I'm not sure who you are right now, um, but I want you to ask yourself the question, what is my name, um, what do I go by, who, who, what's the name that I allow people to call me, um, and am I okay with that, is God okay with that, um, because, his original intention, intention will always be his final decision. Um, my bishop says that. Big shout out to my bishop, uh, R.J. Matthews, um, as well as my pastor, Pastor Jay, Pastor J. Marcus Brooks, and um, also Prophetess Cecilia Matthews. I love y'all. Thank y'all for being such amazing leaders in my life. Um, but yeah, so his original plan, his original intention will always be his final decision. So no matter what, no matter what we go through, no matter what we do, no matter what we say, no matter uh, what we dibble and dabble in, no matter what, who we think we are, none of that um, will always be who we're supposed to be in God's eyes. And so he's, he's not made a mistake. Um, so he changed my name back while I was away at school. And even after I graduated from Mississippi State, Hell State, go dogs. Um, I told people they could just call me Jay. Like, that's easy. That's simple. Um, and as I was saying earlier, under that identity, I didn't truly know who I was um, in that moment. I knew who I was supposed to be. But in the, that moment, I really honestly didn't know. 
I didn't know who I was for sure, or did I, nor did I know how to get to who I was supposed to be. Um, I wasn't sure. I was unsure of myself. Um, I was, you know, in a little bit of, of disbelief, like there's no way God wants to use me. I've done too much. I'm too dirty. Um, I'm not worthy enough. I'm not good enough. Um, and God had to snap me out of that. Like, hey, my grace is sufficient. Um, God is so merciful and so patient with us. Uh, he called me back home. Quite literally, in both the natural and the spiritual, I was brought back home um, under his covering, under his safety, and uh, in full need of him. And so he said, he told, the Spirit of the Lord said this to me, your name will no longer be Jay, but Jamera. No longer will you introduce yourself as, my name is Jamera, but you can call me Jay. Stop hiding behind that comfortable title and be who I set you apart to be. You will preach and teach the gospel. You will pray and prophesy. There are daughters who need you. No more turning back. Um, so to you, daughter, my sister, whether you're listening or you're watching, the time is now to return back to the Father. He wants you. He loves you. He's so ready to accept you back um, under his covering. Um, and even if you're there now, even if you are safe, even if you have given your life to Christ, even if you have rededicated your life, even if you have repented and you turned back, even if you are, you know, in in the safety of, of his, his covenant, um, the time is now to leave the coffin of comfort, comfortability uh and stand in the confidence of who you're called to be. I'll say it again. The time is now. The time is now. The time is now to leave the coffin of comfortability and stand in the confidence of who you're called to be. The time is now to leave the coffin of comfortability and stand in the confidence of who you're called to be in the name of Jesus. And so in my closing, I want to encourage you to run hard into the safety of his presence. I promise he will meet you halfway. Actually, beyond that, he will meet you exactly where you are. My sister, he will meet you exactly where you are. He's not a God that's too far away. His his, his arm isn't too short to reach you. Um, he's ready to receive you back. He has a robe and a ring for you. I don't know if you know the story of the prodigal son, but when the son came back, his father gave him a robe, a ring, some new sandals, and a nice meal, and they had a celebration. And so that's exactly what the Lord wants to do for you. He wants to give you a robe and a ring and some new shoes. And, and he also wants to throw a party for you. The Bible says that heaven rejoices over one soul that repents and, and, and decides to follow Christ. And so heaven is waiting to rejoice for you. God is waiting to sing over you. And I don't know what you're waiting on. Listen, this is the best thing that you could do for your entire life. There are people waiting for you, sister. There are people waiting for you. And I just encourage you, just like my shirt says, do it as a daughter. I know this is Sisters Keeper Podcast, but my mantra, my motto, whatever you want to call it, I live by these words. Do it as a daughter. You don't have to do it as a prophet. You don't have to do it as a minister. You don't have to do it as an elder. You don't have to do it under all these titles. You don't have to do it as a mom. You don't have to do it as a, a sister. Really, I know this is Sister Keeper Podcast, like I said, but 
You don't have to do it as that. You, the best way that you can do it right now is as a daughter. He wants to love you. Your best identity in him and in the world is being a daughter of God. He loves you. You're so beautiful to him. You're so precious to him. And he's patiently waiting for you. I mean that with my whole heart. Those are not just good words, but the Bible says that the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, but he waits patiently. He waits patiently. He, his desire is that all men be saved. And so he's waiting for you. He's slow to anger. <laughs> he is so slow to anger. He's so patient and kind. And with his loving kindness, he will draw you. And so lean into that drawing. When you hear his, his, his voice, don't harden your heart. Turn to him. Run to him. Don't be ashamed. You're not too dirty. You're not unworthy. Just come back home. Come back home. It's safe here. It's safe. I promise you it is. And so, um, I encourage you, like I said, to run into the safety of his presence. Um, his name is a strong tower where the righteous run in and are safe. I know you You feel safe and and secure where you are, but God wants to reveal to you who you've been this whole time. My bishop says it like this. Who you are under the anointing is who you really are. Besides the fact of being a daughter, who you are under the anointing of Jesus Christ is who you really are. Remember I said God's original intention will always be his final decision. So come back home. He loves you. You're not watching this by happenstance. This is not a mistake. This is not a coincidence. God is too big for any of that. But he placed you here. He divinely set this video or this audio in front of you to listen or to watch because he loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. He desires to speak to you. He desires to reveal secrets to you. And he desires to bless you. There's so much God wants to give you. He's a good father. He's not going to hold it against you whenever you come back. He's not angry at you. He's not doesn't have ill will toward you. He's not going to be evil toward you. He's not going to turn you away. But he loves you and he's ready to welcome you back with open arms. And I'm excited for you to go back. That's exciting. And so there's more God has for you, sister. I encourage you to drink from his well and you'll never thirst again. Why? Because he satisfies our souls. He satisfies us. A lot of what we're looking for, a lot of that, the things that we're thirsting for, God is able to satisfy and quench that thirst and we will never thirst again. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. The Samaritan woman at the well, she was thirsty and the way that she felt she could get satisfaction was by her life with men she would you know there's always another person there was always somebody else um but jesus saw her need and he met her at the well the water met her where water was the living water met her where the water was and gave her something to drink and what he gave her to drink was life he gave her satisfaction um he gave her a drink from his well that never runs dry and he wants to do the same for you you're not exempt i, I know i keep saying it but you're not too dirty um, he wants to welcome you back in. So he's not mad. He's not disappointed. Um, he's actually ready for you to grab a hold of him so that he can bless you and change your name. 
Um, he loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you so that you can be redeemed back to him. That's the whole point of the gospel. It's salvation in Jesus Christ. He died for you. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I know that that is hard to wrap your head around. Somebody who doesn't know you personally or you know face-to-face has died for you, but he did it. And he did it with joy in his heart because he knew, like, okay, this person, I'm willing to die for her because I know that there's so much in her. Um, And most, most importantly, he loves us. With an everlasting love. His love for us is never going to run out. Ever. He was a father before we were even children. (laughs) So trust in him. Love on him. Um, The Lord will move heaven and earth to get to you. Because you're worth it to him. And his love for you will never stop. 1 Peter 5 and 10 reads. After you have suffered a little while. (laughs) The God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I'll read it again. After you have suffered a little while, you probably have been going through it, sis. You probably have been suffering. I know I've been there. But after you have suffered a while, a little while, The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That is a promise. That is a promise. And his word cannot return back to him void, nor can it return back empty. It has to accomplish what he sent it out to accomplish. And he spoke that over you. He's speaking that over you right now. He wants to restore you. He wants to confirm you as his daughter. He wants to strengthen you. And he wants to establish you. So get ready, sis, because it's happening. As you listen to this, as you watch this, it's happening. Hebrews 3 and 15 reads, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. So for my sisters who've already walked through salvation, and you're on the run, we need you to get back in alignment. There are people waiting for you, sis. I know it's been fun out there. It's been fun outside. (laughs) It's been fun outside. I know I've been there, but it's cool in here. You walk in the cool of the day when you're with God. Outside, get hot. It gets hot. It gets a little hellish, (laughs) but in the cool of the day when we're safe with God, um, that's the best place to be. I know it's been fun. It's been cool out there. You're in your moments. You're loving it. It's hip. It's cool. That's where the party people at. I get it. But you have to come back home. We need you. You're necessary. I need you. Somebody who may be watching with you, she needs you. There are people who need to hear your voice. There are people who need to read your poems. There are people who need to read your book. There are people who need to eat your recipes. There are people who need to eat your cakes. There are people who need to listen to your podcast. There are people who need to hear you sing. There are people who need to to watch you dance. There are people who need to watch you in a movie. There are people who need to read your script. There are people who need to sit under your direction. There are people who need you as a supervisor. There are people who need you in the secular marketplace. There are people who need you and they need what you carry. 
This is, don't take it lightly, the gifts that the Lord has given you. Possess the land. You are necessary. So I'll ask you again, what is your name? What is your name? Who, what do you go by? What is your name, sis? It's about time that you figured it out because God has something for everybody to do. And you, my friend, are not exempt. It's not too good to be true. I promise it's not. And so you, you've you been wandering. You've been having a good old time outside. I know it. And it's going to be summertime, too. I, I, I get it. But, but the world needs what you carry. So it's time to get back in alignment. Okay? So you can no longer withhold what you carry in the name of insecurity, worthlessness, fear, disobedience, rebellion, and the like. So I know you got a lot of excuses. Oh, I can't do that. We can't go by that anymore. That was cool for a while. It got you by for a while. But you got to let that comfortability go. It's time to mature. It's time to walk upright. It's time for you to allow the Lord to direct your path. Um, like I said, I know it's been cool. I know it's been fun. It's been funny. It's been great times. You can still have those moments in Christ, but it's better for you to be in him, um, than to just be all willy nilly out in the world. And so I charge you and I speak to your spirit and say, awake, O sleeper and arise from your slumber. Awake, O sleeper and arise from your slumber. Awake. Oh, sleeper, and arise from your slumber. Wake up. Wake up. We need you. You are necessary. If you weren't, you wouldn't be here. You were created for such a time as this. So it's time to get back. It's time to come back. Um, I don't know anything else to, to tell you except just get back. Come back home. Um, it's better here. It's safer here. Um, he's our hiding place. He's our safe refuge. Um, he's our treasured Lord. Um, I don't. I think that it would just be best to just come on back. Um, I love it here. <laughs> it's my favorite place in the presence of God. Um, and another thing too, His presence never leaves. Actually, and so even while you're out doing all these things that you're doing that you know you have no business doing, His presence is with you. Um, so you might as well just go ahead and succumb to the safety and security of his sovereignty and just do what he called you to do because we need you. Um, so that's that. Um, I'll leave you with this. Uh, both Satan and God believe in you. So it's about time that you start believing in yourself. What are you going to do? My mom says it like this. What you going to do? Barbecue or meal do? I encourage you to barbecue. Because the way you have to serve us at this barbecue, it's going to be delicious. So, that's all I have to say. Um, so, let's pray. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your daughter. I thank you for my sister. I thank you that either she's watching or listening to this. Um thank you for the plan that you have for her life. I thank you that you're sovereign. Um, I thank you that you've been keeping her. 
Uh, Lord, she may have gotten into some things when that could have taken her out. She may even have tra has tried to take herself out, but Lord, you preserved her life. And I thank you for that. I thank you for bestowing your love upon her. I thank you for being merciful and graceful toward her. Lord, I thank you for the time period that you have her in right now. And I thank you that you're redeeming her even as she listens to this, even as she watches this. Lord, I thank you even now, Lord, for your crucifixion. I thank you for being willing to die on the cross for us. I thank you for being willing to do whatever it took to get us back to you. I thank you that she, your daughter, um, is, is, is going to choose you. I thank you that she's coming home. I thank you that you have a robe, a ring, some new sandals, um, and a fatty calf just for her. I thank you that it's not too late that we can always return back to you, Lord. I thank you that you don't shun us. I thank you that you don't condemn us, but you only pour your love out on us. You draw us back, Lord. So I ask that you draw your daughter back, Lord God, and you will reveal to her who she is in you, Lord. I pray that you will show her her true identity in you because who she is under the anointing is who she truly is, Lord. So I thank you for pouring your love out on her. I thank you for drawing her near, and I thank you for surrounding her with people who love you. I thank you that she has chosen a royal priesthood, Lord God. I thank you that she's a holy nation. I thank you, hallelujah, that she is your daughter. She's a joint heir with Christ, and she's more than a conqueror, Lord. I thank you that she's fearfully and wonderfully made, Lord. I thank you, hallelujah, that she is the apple of your eye. Lord, I thank you, hallelujah, that she is called, that she is chosen for this time, for this moment, for this era, for this year, for this month, for this day. Lord, I thank you that it's not by mistake that she's here watching this, listening to this podcast right now. Lord, I will do everything that I can to make sure that she gets to where she's supposed to be. Lord, I pray that you continue to show her the way because you are the way. Lord, I pray that you would continue to give her the water to drink so that she may be satisfied, Lord. And I pray that you would quench her thirst, Lord, for her to never thirst again, Lord. I thank you that you are good, that you are loving, and you are in complete control. Lord, I thank you for the words that you've allowed me to speak. Lord, I pray that they resonate deeply within the women who are watching and listening to this podcast. Lord, I love you. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so I thank you all for sticking with me and watching my first episode of Sisters Keeper Podcast. There will be plenty more, so hang out with me, stick around. Um, we're only going to get better from here. And so I love you, and God loves you more. And always remember, my sister, to do it as a daughter. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.